0: hey this is john lee dumas of entrepreneur on fire and i want to welcome you to the game Changers podcast hosted by michelle dutro i personally cannot speak more highly of the value of mentorship and this podcast will bring you some of the best if you want some inspiration back with strategy of how to make your vision a reality stay tuned and prepare to ignite welcome everybody to this week's episode of the game changer podcast I am honored truly to have Carrie Heaps here today, not just because this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart, but she's saving me. I was in a very big pinch here of needing to get to somebody very quickly, and she's a very busy woman, which you're going to hear about shortly and yet managed to clear her schedule to make room for me so first I want to start with the immense gratitude I have for her for even doing this so thank you Carrie for being here today Um, and I know everybody's going to love this conversation as we were talking ahead of this recording this topic really is going to apply to everybody. So before we launch into the topic, let me tell you a little bit more about Carrie outside of her generosity of time that she's sharing with us today. She is the founder and president of Carrie's Network Incorporated, a marketing organization that provides business-to-business marketing services. She is also the host of Strictly Marketing Talk Radio and publisher of Strictly Marketing Magazine. The magazine has recently spun off an online community for Strictly Women in Marketing for Women and men looking to gain more media exposure. She also has part ownership in other businesses in the fashion and beauty industry. Her passion is to help other entrepreneurs with their marketing efforts to continue their dream of running a successful business. When you hear all of this, and trust me, she's got a lot of balls in the air that she's juggling to keep everything not only in a level of excellence, but also moving forward as all these businesses grow and flourish and progress, you'll understand why this topic that she chose is the topic of focus. So with that, Carrie, uh, is there anything that I left out that you want to make sure that our listeners know about you and what you're up to these days?
1: Well, Michelle, first of all, again, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so honored to be here with you and with your audience. Um, No, I think in my bio, it pretty much... I. I put that together and it kind of talks a little bit about everything that I have going on with my company. One of the things I was going to talk about a little bit more was our Strictly Women in Marketing because we just launched that on Tuesday this week. So I'm extremely excited about that. And, you know, part of the reason that we have launched that and, you know, hopefully you being a woman in marketing, you know, with the podcast can certainly relate to this. We have our Strictly uh, Marketing magazine. We have Strictly marketing talk radio that we produce. and the magazine comes out six times a year. And we field out queries for our editorial pretty much every month. And one of the things that I was really seeing, and I kind of started doing some research on this, and I really found that for our editorials, specifically for our feature interviews, who goes on the front cover, you know who that particular issue is all about, It centers around that feature interview, That a lot of the submissions that we were receiving, for every 10 submissions I had, nine of them were men, one was a woman. And I felt that those numbers were extremely low, and I thought that just you know, I know that there's several successful uh, women CEOs and women in business that really could offer a lot of great content and valuable content to our audience. Why aren't more women submitting? And I kind of went back and I looked through our archives, you know, just over the years with submissions with the radio show. And again, I, I was seeing that, you know, the men were still kind of outweighing the women. You know, we were still having more male submissions to female. It was higher, but like a 60-40 type split, and I started asking other show hosts and, and people who had blogs and magazines. You know, do you find the same thing? Are you are you kind of seeing that trend? You know, specifically with more of the bigger pieces. You know, like being on the cover or being a, a bigger feature. You know, featured interview or having a longer interview time if it was a podcast or radio program. And they actually admitted that yes, that they you know for whatever reason they were seeing less uh, female submissions. And I thought you know that's really It really saddened me. You know, Michelle, as a woman business owner, I've had my business for 10 years now. And, you know, we used to do actually women's networking events years ago and we stopped doing them. And, you know, I thought to myself, I was like, you know, there has to be another way to get more women into the mainstream of media, that there still seems to be a little bit of a glass ceiling there. And, uh, you know, I kind of, after doing some research, found that some of that was more or less some of the fear you know, that even though it's a successful businesswoman, she has that fear maybe of being judged or there's a fear of, you know, being criticized or, you know, that there's there's still some type of fear feeding into that. And one of the things that we put together with our Strictly Women in Marketing is we have a very robust media directory that you know people can partake in submit their information to to be guest on a show or to be part of a magazine contribute content and even for television interviews as well and my hope with this is that we will see a big boost a big increase not just for my own media outlet but for other media outlets as well to really have more women in the running so to speak so that's something that you know has really kept me up at night on a personal basis and i'm hoping that you know, since this is launched that we're going to see, you know, more women being submitted for shows and being featured and writing more articles and providing valuable content.
0: And I know that this is not exactly our focus today, but I want to stop on this topic as well, just for a moment, because we could certainly make this entire podcast about gender equality because it matters a great deal to me as well. Okay. This this came across my radar when I started looking into podcasting also, as I think the average currently, and I, I'm just talking about iTunes right now, is about 80-20. 80% of the podcasts are hosted by men, 20% women. And I thought, I wonder if that translates into the listeners. And in fact, it doesn't. Kara, I don't know if you know this, but for podcast listeners, and this is, I think, current up to very recent times, the listenership of podcasts is almost a dead even split
1: 50-50. Yes. I, and, and not to interrupt you, Michelle, but I when I was doing my research, that was, and I, I didn't bring that up, but that was something else that I found was very interesting. And I, I know it also translates over into the speaking environment. I get updates all the time from different outlets that are, you know, hosting speaking engagements and their panels are predominantly male. Right. And they'll have, you know, maybe four or five men and then one woman. And there's a discord there. And, you know, again, something I'm passionate about and, and just what I'm working on right now.
0: So this is a good segue for us. Because this is just one of the things you're working on, Carrie, and I know there's a lot of things that you have going on, which is why you chose, I would imagine, focus. That there's no way you can keep all of these things moving forward, and most of which are incredibly important in order to get women to the forefront or at least equal footing in any platform. So, all of these things matter greatly. On the topic of focus, One, why did you choose this as a topic? Why does it matter so much? Did it always? And what happened in your life that you finally said, if I don't really get this particular mindset figured out, it's not going to work. So can you... Bring, bring us through that absolutely, story.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And being a woman has factored into that, Michelle, because obviously, as a woman, we want to make everybody happy. And you know, when you're running a business, that's not always going to, it's not always going to go that way. You can't always make everyone happy and be there for everyone at that specific time. So having a very strong focus is extremely important. Why I kind of chose that topic and going back to, you know what has happened within my business, you know, since having it for 10 years, one of the things that I have learned over the years is having a good sense of balance. And part of that balance is, is you have to focus when you're working on something in the morning, let's say it's from eight to 12, and you've carved out those four hours to work on a particular part of your business, you need to get up, Be at your desk. Be focused from 8 until 12 on that particular topic. You are not answering the phone. You're not checking your email. You're not doing an update on Facebook. You're not on Twitter tweeting different things. You stay focused within that time frame. So that is something that I really struggled with early on. My particular business, I started out to be an image consultant. And I do have an image consulting business the reason I got into marketing, I kind of fell into that. And what happened was prior to starting my business, I worked in staffing. I was a corporate recruiter. And a big part of my job was to go out there and find job orders for the recruiters to fill and then also to help them fill those positions when needed. But my primary means of doing that is I did a lot of networking. I attended a lot of high-level events, trade shows. I, you know, I, I met with a lot of CEOs and, and hiring managers. And I also did a lot of networking. So some of the events that I was involved in, they would ask me, could you help us start a networking function? We're, we're looking at doing a new one in this part of town. And I would always agree, well, there's a lot of work that goes into that. And when I started my own business when I went out on my own, I kind of started doing that as well for myself, because I thought, you know, if I'm going to do this for other people, I should just do it for myself, make some extra money till my image consulting firm takes off. And it I, it turns out I had a, such a great knack for, you know, bringing people together, that people started coming to me, you know, can you help me do this? Can you help me meet, you know, meet these particular types of people? So I really started out doing, you know, networking functions. And then I was also trying to work on the image consulting as well. So I find that most people, especially women, they're typically, they have more than one thing going on. So having a strong sense of focus is vitally important. And, you know, you can tell someone, hey, you need to focus on this right now. Well, it's just like studying for a test. You can tell tell a child to study for a test. If they don't know how to study or how to be focused, it's not going to work. So, there's some things that I've kind of cultivated over the years that have really helped me stay focused and keep things separated. And I don't want to say compartmentalized, but just, you know, focusing on different things at different times. So, those are some things that I was going to share today as well.
0: Excellent. So, on that, let's uh, roll back one of the examples you gave. And I, I could not agree more. In fact, it's. It's uh, something that really hits my radar when I'm talking to somebody on the phone, let's say, and I can I can hear the keyboard clicking in the background. I don't even have to hear the keyboard click. I can tell you're distracted. And it's very difficult for me to be in a conversation with somebody who's kind of half there and half not there. So 100 times out of 100, I will say, hey, why don't you give me a call back when you're done with that? Now, That being said, because you said, hey, if you're working on something, uh, you can't be updating Facebook and checking out Twitter and answering an email and then answering a call and thinking that you're gonna get some newsletter out that's gonna be coherent or make any sense. It doesn't work that way. Uh, an article I recently read, it was in Forbes magazine in their technology section, and it was about focus versus multitasking. And multitasking has really come under attack, thank goodness, very recently on people that think they're getting ahead by multitasking, actually, by a landslide, do not. Their point in this article was that you cannot have two streams of information coming into your brain at the same time, properly encode that information into short term memory. It's, it's neurologically impossible. That's if it's not encoded in short-term memory, there's no way it can be transferred into long-term memory for recall later. So just that alone is why when people are sitting in a meeting and they have their laptop open and checking their phone, you've got to imagine every part of all of that going on is completely Ineffective, and I think that's why a lot of workplaces now have a no laptop zone in meetings because they realize this is completely unproductive. And when there's a a note being referenced in a meeting from the day before, people don't even know what the other person's talking about. So focus can be. I think you're exactly right. Big scale of how do I manage the whole of my life, all the way down to how do I manage the next five minutes of my life. And without focus on a granular scale compared to as well a large scale, I think we just wind up being very ineffective at everything and spinning our wheels.
1: And as an entrepreneur, we wear many hats. I mean, you know, especially when you're first starting out, obviously, you know, you go back to when you first started your business, most people, they're doing everything themselves. They're doing their own bookkeeping, they're doing their own sales, they're doing their own administrative work, they're doing everything everything. So you have to learn to wear multiple hats. So you kind of learn a little bit more about focus when you're doing that because obviously when you're working on your books, you don't want to be in a situation where you're, you know, typing in, you know, how much you spent at this particular event into your your records for tax purposes and add an extra zero. Right. You know, to something to where it gets flagged by the Internal Revenue Service in the following year and you get audited. So you have to be very focused on what you're doing. So I think entrepreneurship automatically kind of teaches that a little bit. But you're right, technology, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, it has made, I think, entrepreneurship a little bit easier, but it's also added to some of the problems that we have because we're, we're constantly thinking about, okay, I need to write this article you know, for this magazine. And, you know, as I'm writing it, I'm thinking, oh, I forgot to tweet about this event that we're doing, you know, so then you stop what you're doing, you log into Twitter, and then you get kind of preoccupied with that. And and I think a lot of people can relate to that. And even in a work setting, you know, they have adopted that. And I think that's a good thing to adopt as well, if you are an entrepreneur is that, you know, you're, when you're doing certain things, you turn off, you know, you don't get on the internet at all, just log out of it completely and do what you need to do. And then, log back in after you're done. It does make a huge difference and it's part of discipline as well. You have to really discipline yourself to do that
0: so carrie you you had mentioned earlier that you have some tips or things that clearly you have cultivated over the years to get to where you are now if someone is listening and they are thinking boy i am stretched very thin i'm no longer a very good parent i'm you know i may be physically present but mentally i'm not i'm trying to get further in my career maybe i'm trying to start a new business on the side if that person is listening saying oh boy that that's me um And I wish I could have, you know, a little bit of time with Carrie where she could give me some very direct tips on, okay, if this is you and you feel like your life is getting completely out of control, you know, these couple of things, let's say the top three things, what would be three things you would tell somebody who feels that life is getting away from them to kind of reel it back in at at least to start reeling it back in? What would be a couple of things that person could do right now to try to gain more focus and clarity into their life?
1: Well, it's hard to narrow it down to just three, but one of the first things I would tell someone to do is, you know, sit down and take a breath. Because when people are not focused, they get overwhelmed because they have so many things going on. Things start to filter through their head at a very fast pace and they get very frustrated and the anxiety sets in. So sit down, take a breath. And realize that, okay, I, I need to get this under control. I need to change some things. Some of the things that I have learned over the years, Michelle, some of the things that I've implemented, and there's definitely more than three. Is it okay if I kind of run through them? Absolutely. And, and be short. Okay. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that you need to do after you calm down is I am an avid list taker. You need to make list daily list, weekly list, And I don't care if you do this electronically or if you take out the pad and pencil like I do. I do everything old school most of the time. And there's no reason to get real fancy about this. But make a list. Okay, if you have certain things that you need to do, and, and again, going back to what most business owners have, if you're just running one particular business, let's say it's an insurance business, and you are selling health and life insurance to businesses, write down each for each day, what your goals are going to be. You need to have a to-do list of things that need to get done. Like, for example, I need to order more insurance packets or more marketing packets. I need to organize my desk. It's a mess. Those things that you need to have done each day or, or get them done, make a list. Don't make it long. I would say for a daily list, no more than three tasks. And that needs to be things that need to get done to make you focus better, especially organization. If your desk is in disarray, take a few minutes and clean it up. And then at that point, you need to make an effort that each day you're keeping your desk clean. Because believe it or not, clutter will factor into how well you can focus. Because if you have papers everywhere, you're going to be looking at things going, well, what's that? Do I need, you know, and it takes your focus away from what you're supposed to be working on. So make a list, a short list. Have a list of daily goals and weekly goals, and this is more specifically for the sales side of things or things that you want to accomplish within your business. Right now, I have an accountability partner, and I would recommend for everyone who's listening, find an accountability partner that you can work with. And what that person does, what you do for one another, is that you work together on a specific set of goals that have a timeline. And right now we're working together on six months. So I have all of my goals outlined of what I want to do within my business to grow it for a six month time period. This person's helping to keep me accountable. We actually have a meeting tomorrow that we do via Skype and I have to make sure that I have everything done, you know, since the last conversation. And if I don't, she asked me, why didn't this get done? What held you back? What happened within your business that this did not get done? So, and i do the same for her and we're very we're we're professional but we're firm with one another because we if there's something that didn't get done there's a reason why and it usually trickles back to focus that you got distracted and you have to stop doing that so having a, an accountability partner helps if you put together goals for your business The other thing is, as we had talked about earlier, you were talking about a client that uses a timer. I'm a big advocate of having a timer. You can go to the dollar store and pay a dollar for like an egg timer, and that works perfectly because when you are putting out your workday, the best way for you to focus is to do it in shorter I don't want to say breaths, but shorter amounts of time. So if you block out two hours, and I wouldn't go any more than two, working on one specific thing, maybe that's setting some appointments for yourself for the week. You know, you're going to spend two hours on the telephone Setting appointments for the whole week. So that's what you need to do. Between those two hours, you do nothing else. You don't get up and go to the bathroom. You don't stop dialing. You don't look at your email. If another call comes in, you let it go to voicemail. Stay focused. And from that time frame, and you'll notice if you do that one time, you will be amazed at your results and how much you can actually get accomplished because there's a lot of time within an hour. You've got 60 minutes. You can do a lot in 60 minutes if you stay focused. So Having a timer, set that timer, you know, maybe it's for an hour or if you get a digital one, set it for two hours. Once it goes off, okay, then you move on to your next task. So it's really managing your time as well. I'm a big stickler on time management. You need to stick with what's in your calendar, you know, if you have something in your calendar that you're supposed to be doing, and you need to schedule your time. You know, when we were scheduling this interview, I checked my calendar. Was there anything in there that I was going to be working on at that specific time? And if there was, was it something I could move? I didn't cancel it. I moved the time slot down to make sure that it still got done within the same day. So you need to keep a very detailed calendar. That's another thing that I tell people: keep a, a really good calendar that you can have access to from anywhere. That is something that I will do online. Is our calendar my calendar? system is online so I can access that from you know from anywhere. The other thing is too that I'm very big on is color coding and that's gonna sound a little corny to people, but color coding some of the things that you have. Whether I like for example, I have a red folder in my on my desk. And it is for things that are urgent. They need to get done. It might be a renewal for something. It could be my merchant account needs to be renewed and I need to, you know, take time out to look over the paperwork. So those are things that I will put in my urgent file. So red for me would be urgent on my calendar. Another thing is I have a green folder and that is for money-making activities that need to get done. Then I have, you know, different things that will come on, you know, maybe an email came in of a potential partnership. I print it up. I put it in that And I know it's something that I need to look at. So color coding, it'll help you associate with with certain things. You can do color coding however you want. If you want to have it purple or orange or or whatever. But have specific colors and associate those with specific things that need to get done. That, you know, this folder's urgent. This folder is going to be money-making activities. This folder is follow-up. You know, maybe make that yellow. I use color coding for a lot of different parts of my business. And it really does help a lot. So color coding is another big thing. And then the other thing I would tell people is, you know, going back to the beginning, when you're focusing, you need to visual, visualize your goals. For those of you that are into vision, you know, creating a vision board, and I hope everybody is, that's very important. I have an ongoing vision board that I look at every morning before I get before I start my day. It's one of the first things I look at, and it's one of the last things I look at before I go to bed. And why do I do that? Well, it keeps me focused. It helps to keep me focused because I think, okay these are goals that I have for my business. There's a reason I want to grow this much in six months because this is something on my vision board that I want to be able to take down. One of mine is is to buy a new car. So I want to be able to, in six months, take that down, take that picture down and say, okay, great. I was able to accomplish that goal. But visualizing what the end result is going to be of all these things that you're focusing on within your business, that's very important because there's going to be days that you have Bad days, you know, you're you're just you're ready to throw in the towel. Visualizing your goals will help you tremendously by keeping on track and staying focused. There's a reason you're doing everything. You're not just doing it for your health. You're, there's a reason you're doing it. So visualizing your goals and looking at those every day, and and the reason I say do it before you start your day is because if you do have a bad day, you can think back to okay, this is why. Look at what you looked at earlier today. There's certain things that you want you know, in your life, and this is going to help you get there. This is just a bad day. And then again, looking at it at night, because, you know, if you did have a bad day, or you had a great day, okay, reviewing your goals, reviewing why you're doing what you do, it helps you stay focused. Does that make
0: sense? Oh, it totally does. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you one thing I want to go back if anybody's listening to a point you made earlier at the at the beginning of this list was referencing somebody that I was talking to who kept a timer. You didn't miss anything if you were listening to this. This is when Carrie and I were talking before I hit the record, Button. So that's what that reference point was. You didn't miss something in the conversation. And it was somebody who sets a timer every hour for 45 minutes of work and then 15 minutes to get up, walk around, clear their head. So that was that reference point. But to get to this on visualization, I don't know that I could be a bigger proponent of this than everything that you said. And I'm going to take it even to one higher level my morning ritual every day is starting in meditation. So it really is a clearing of the mind. But before that, before sitting down to 20 minutes of clearing, really clearing your mind of all clutter and, you know, in time of meditation, I know that word gets thrown around a lot and people get freaked out about it. Let's just call it sitting in stillness, no input from anyone or anywhere that time, that 20 minutes, as as much as this may sound like an oxymoron to take 20 minutes out of your day, you will gain so much more time back. But prior to that, I do a walkthrough and visualize every single thing that's gonna happen in my day. Now, to your point about lists, the only reason I know that is because the night before I listed out what had to get done. This is part of the reason I think people deal with insomnia and their minds racing all the time is this sense of overwhelm or anxiety around what it is. And overwhelm and anxiety is nothing more than feeling disorganized and not having a sense of priority around what needs to get done. So if you do that at night, waking up in the morning and then walking through your list, okay, here's what it's going to look like when I wake up. Here's what it's going to look like in the first meeting of the day. And here's how lunch is going to go. And here's how the afternoon is going to go. Now, as you walk through, all you have to do is wait for those things to unfold. But you've already visualized every single one of them. Uh, Ironically, this morning, somebody called in the middle of that uh, process. Normally, I don't have my phone near me, let alone on. And uh, and I jokingly said to this person who knows that this is what I do. Wow, this is very odd that you're calling because you're not part of my visualization of my morning routine. So I'm not sure how you just interrupted that because I didn't visualize you calling me right now. So I do I take this very seriously and and it should be part of everybody's practice. Otherwise, you wind up going through the day in some kind of chaotic pattern and everything that comes at you is an option or an opportunity or a reason for distraction because you didn't have it mentally mapped out to begin with. So you and I could not possibly be more aligned on this topic to include vision boards as well. I've I've kept them and my daughters have for, as I, I, I can't even tell you how many years back. So that sense of focus, it, it gives you the why behind what you're doing. So to your point, when you have a bad day or there's challenges, or hurdles. Anybody who's followed this podcast knows I've had nothing but hurdles and challenges in every one of these recordings. And if I didn't have a why behind why I was doing it, you know, I'm sure I would have pulled the plug a long time ago. So, everything that you're saying no matter what your age no matter what your career no matter what you're doing applies to everybody across the board and further so that you know if you're listening to this and you're at the gym or driving all of these points I will have listed out in show notes so you can if you're a more visual person I will list out everything that Carrie said in show notes you can go back and review it there as well so go ahead Carrie well, yes. And Michelle,
1: I was just going to say two more quick things while you were talking that I came up with that I, I forgot to mention as well. It's just two quick things. The other thing is delegating. If there are certain tasks that can be done by someone else, you need to let go and let them do it. Especially as you grow and you're building your team, you can't do everything yourself. It's just impossible. No matter how big or small your business is, you have to have help. So having the ability to delegate is going to help you focus on the bigger things. So the things that you can let go, whether that's the social media management part of things or you know doing the marketing, if you can outsource it to someone, hire a virtual assistant, have an intern or hire hiring a personal assistant to help you, definitely do that. That's going to help make things a little bit more clear for you as well. And then when you do get frustrated, one of the things that I do that kind of helps me clear a little bit, because if I feel that my mind is going a little bit overboard with things, I stop what I'm doing and I take a walk. I walk away, get out of the office, go do something else that is going to be good for me, like taking a walk or maybe just taking an early lunch break. So definitely taking that moment to kind of walk away is another thing that you can do to help yourself stay focused during the day. Because focus, it's not complicated. We can make it complicated, but really it isn't.
0: Right, right. No, I, I completely agree. And every bit of the advice that you've given is is spot on. I, I take taking a break or taking a walk away from whatever uh, issue you're dealing with at hand is kind of the same as meditation. You think that stepping away from something is going to cost you time, when the reality is you're going to gain so much time for focus and clarity that once you do this a couple of times, you'll get it and it really will become part of your uh, daily practice. I believe. So in closing, as we are wrapping up here, one uh, question that I have is if somebody's really interested in working with you and whether they're starting a business or midway through business or wherever they are, and they think, gosh, if I could have a little more help with marketing, she's exactly right. Some of this stuff I now need to delegate and they want to get in touch with you about what you offer and how you may be able to help them. How can somebody find you? What is the best way to uh, contact you directly?
1: Well, the best way is you can go directly to our website, strictlymarketingmagazine.com. We have a contact us page. The Strictly, Marketing, Strictly Women in Marketing website, excuse me, that website's a little bit longer. It's strictlywomeninmarketing.wildapricot.org. Um, and it's a membership-based site that we have that we put together. That particular site, we have a couple of freebies that some of the listening audience might be interested in. We are offering the top five tips to gaining more media coverage, where you can sign up and get that. It's an audible download and you can listen to it. And you can also sign up to be a member. We have a basic, a free level of membership. And who that would help is for those people who are in the marketing industry that want to make more marketing connections and possibly gain clients for what they do. We have a premium upgrade and how we are helping people with that is, Michelle, you see so many people who, men and women, who they have great ideas, they have great service that they provide, they have great products that they offer, they have everything prepared, they have everything, you know, they have the experience, they can help so many people, and they have to start getting the word out about what they do. And there's, that's where they come to a complete dead stop. And one of the things that we offer is we have a media directory. And the premium members, when they sign up, they have access to the media directory because I'm a very big advocate on you need to get exposure for your business. And one way you're going to be able to do that is by getting interviewed, by contributing great content, by being on television shows, podcasts, radio shows, whatever the case may be. But you need to have exposure for your business because if you are an expert in your industry, if nobody knows about you. It's it's pointless. So you need to get out there. You need to start getting media coverage. And that is something that is a big part of marketing that we're a huge advocate of. So that is something that we can help people with. You might have everything prepared, but you don't know where to go to get all that information out. That's where we can help you.
0: Excellent. And for those, again, folks that aren't uh, sitting with pen and paper right now, those websites will also be in show notes. So you can refer to that as well. All right, Carrie, final two questions. Um, Best advice. If somebody's out there and they really would like to make a difference, they'd like to be a game changer in some way, shape or form, single best piece of advice you would give them?
1: Oh, that's tough. Um, I put a lot of thought into this question and it's trust your gut you're doing what you do for a reason and you know part of being a game changer is standing out from the crowd and if your gut is telling you on a certain situation or a certain client you're trying to help that everything in you is telling you that there's a certain way they need to go and everybody else is telling you hey you're crazy if you give that kind of advice you still need to trust your gut the times that i have really regretted in my business i did not trust my gut and i paid for it dearly so trust your gut
0: excellent excellent Final question, out of everything you've gone through in life, your entire journey that has gotten you to where you are right now, what is it that you absolutely believe to be true?
1: Um, I would say... Uh, Everything that I have been through, because I've been through a lot of ups and downs in my business in the 10 years that I've had it, I've gone through things with my business that most people don't go through until they've been in business for 20 years or 15 years. It's just been incredible, some of the roller coaster rides that, that I've been on. And I would say... What drives me every day is to, you know, you've got to have a vision. You have to have focus. You have to know what it is that you're wanting to do. What kind of message? And you need to persevere. You're going to have bad days, and we've all been there as a business owner. There, there's going to be days you're going to want to quit. You're going to want to shut the doors and say, "I don't want to do this anymore." But keep in mind, we've all been there. I've been there. I've said that. I've said it out loud and it's just, it was a bad day. I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking when they start their own business that they're not going to have the same issues or the same type of, you know, they're not going to have bad days like they had when they worked in corporate. And that just simply isn't true. It's just going to be a different type of bad day. You have different obstacles. You're still going to have uh, challenges and just really working through those. I have told people the worst day as an entrepreneur, I wouldn't trade it for having the, being the the best day that I had as a, a corporate employee. I wouldn't do it. I I wouldn't do it then and I wouldn't do it now. You know, it's just it's a it's a lifestyle change. And I think owning your own business, it's not for everybody. But if you start your own business and it's a good fit, it's the best feeling in the world. It's I I just I, I can't I still can't even come up with words to describe it of how it makes me feel.
0: Right. So that thing being persevere then, right? No matter what it is, persevere.
1: Persevere. Absolutely. And, you know, again, you're going to have bad days. There's things that you're going to mess up in your business and don't don't get too down on yourself. I, I do that. I tend to be my toughest critic, but, you know, you're, you're going to have bad days and you just have to kind of pick yourself up. Tomorrow's another day and you need to persevere because you might have a bad day today, but tomorrow it could take one phone call and it changes everything.
0: I could not agree more. And it's a great note for us to end on. I love it. I appreciate your time uh, more than you know, honestly. So thank you so very much, Carrie, for being uh, a great guest here on the Game Changer podcast. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Michelle. It was an honor to be here today. Thanks for listening in on this
0: episode of the Game Changers podcast. The next step is to hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode or any of our incredible guests. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next
1: time.